Hello and welcome to a very special episode of The Brave Room, and I really mean it this week. <laughs> Before I introduce our guest, don't forget to leave a comment. You know, when this episode hits a thousand players, I take one of your terrible suggestions, whatever. Let's get on to the guest. With me today, we have Xian. Well, I guess Xian, why don't you introduce yourself to the to the guests? Because I don't think I could do it justice. Okay, guys, I'm, I'm Xian. I'm a sponsored professional player from Razer. And I play fighting games professionally. I have been playing it for like 20 over years. It's a very big part of my life. And I just enjoy playing it. Yeah, we did it. We were having the fighting game episode. Finally. <laughs> so you're not, you're not familiar with this. My previous co- uh, my co-host, not previous, she's still, our, she's still my co-host, Kit. She's not here today. Knows absolutely nothing about fighting games. So I cannot talk about them on the podcast with her. Every conversation goes the exact same way where she goes, I play Grand Blue Versus, but only for the Grand Blue Fantasy Rewards. Oh, <laughs> so you also play Grand Blue as well. I stopped at a while, but I actually still really enjoy playing that. It's just that I haven't really got a chance to... Like, I have to focus on Street Fighter, you know. Like, it's just the tournaments are all coming up nearby. Yeah, so. to, to be fair, Grand Blue isn't my main either. Grand Blue is like my... I call it like my peace offering game where for non-fighting game people because of the little the little like shortcuts they can do like all the special moves without you know without stressing out about quarter circles and all that stuff so it's a good game to play with people for that but yeah I think the inputs getting easier is really good for like newcomers and stuff like my lot of friends who don't play fighting game really enjoy Grand Blue because they can't turn a Shoryuken, you know. So it's something that I feel is quite a success. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that we're starting on this or starting this off with Grand Blue Talk. But yeah, no, because my brother also like terrible at inputs, but he loves Vasaraga and Grand Blue because, you know, his command grab is one button because of the shortcut. I guess two buttons, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think I think the one button really really helps for the for the game. It's also easy and easy to pick up, but like hard to master. This is like the new direction of most fighting games, and I really think it's a very cool thing to have. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we're we're jumping straight into this because yeah, fighting games like have gotten way easier. Like I played Plus R, like uh, Guilty Gear Plus R, a few mm-hmm. months back. And good lord, that game is hard to get into. <laughs> now, compared to the Guilty Gear that just came out, I think it's a really big heaven and world difference. Like, just the execution-wise and the combos are just like a whole different world. I'm not too sure if like the old older fans actually like it the way. I have a lot of older friends who doesn't like the way now it is. But I do think that it brings a lot of new players and new bloods. So it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I, I should point out like Strive is my is my main game actually. Like that's uh, I actually went to Evo this year. <laughs> oh, you oh you just joined Evo or yeah yeah. Evo? I mean, obviously, I didn't get as far as you did. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I actually played Strive, but I played a little bit late. Because yeah. like as like the Intel and the evil going on, so I actually started like three weeks ago. Yeah, it's a little bit late, but I actually do play. Oh, what do what do you think so, about it so far then? I think it's actually 
the damage is a lot in yeah. a way compared to like the old because I actually played Guilty Gear when I was young as well so it's a very different experience compared to the older ones I'm very sure the older players won't like the way it is right now but I think it's very addictive to play it's simple but fun it's a I do really like it though yeah 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 because I played XR before Strive and so I went mm-hmm. back and watched like some XR tournament footage because they still refused to put Elfelt in Strive uh, so I was watching some Elfelt tournament footage and yeah those matches are so long compared to Strive Strive is like you lose neutral three times that's it that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't even think it's three there's a lot of times like if you fight like when I was using Chip and I was just playing and some it's just two most of the time it's actually two you know so I think it's a really fast game that's why like there's a lot of opinion and controversy around it but at least I enjoy it I feel yeah yeah like I I love the wall break so much just being able to to set back the neutral but the wall break sometimes is uh it's actually really damaging enough really the combo getting back to neutral is a really nice thing since like every combo kind of really hurts in the game yeah so yeah I mean it, and the one button dash is something I really really like in the game oh I yeah I feel yeah. that that is something that restricts like execution for a lot of players I don't know if players play because they like to do the air dash but the one button dash is something I always thought it's a very good macro to have in in the game itself. Yeah, because yeah. it's not. It, it doesn't hurt your hand to keep doing air dashing. You know, like for players with weaker execution, I think. I have it bound to uh, my on my fight stick, so it's on my pinky, always ready to dash, man. So mm-hmm. obviously, like you like Street Fighter. <laughs> mm-hmm. so for those of you not aware, uh, Shen here won the Asia. Asia Regionals for for EVO, right? Yep. Yep, I, will, I watched that match, man. That's... I wish I could play Street Fighter that well, basically. <laughs> I mean, I've been playing it since young, and um, I felt like this one and a half year is one of the times where I felt like the community got to the strongest it ever been because of COVID. Because every everyone is playing a lot every day because they're staying at home a lot of people came back to play and the level has gotten a lot better which is something that I desire a lot when because I always want to have good training partners right you know before I travel but now they are all my opponents you know (laughs) so it was a very different feeling like but uh, it's it's a really nice to see people leveling up as well. Yeah, yeah. I had that same thing happen in uh, the Strive ranked mode, the tower. So I am like on average between floor 7 and floor 8 out of 10. Mm. And one weekend, it just seemed like everyone climbed one one tower. So like floor 7 was suddenly playing like floor 8. And I was yeah. just like, everyone got better. And I'm just like, no, no, I'm supposed to feel good here. <laughs> yeah. The speed that people actually get better is actually pretty fast right now. Yeah. You've dipped your toes in a lot of different games. Can you talk about mm-hmm. like how that 
how it feels compared to Street Fighter V, which is like, that game change. I feel that game changes every year. Like, there's always another big update to, to Street Fighter V. Basically, Street Fighter V every year has like an update. Uh, I feel like it's more going towards the esports direction. It's like Dota and other games where like, since Street Fighter is like the biggest out of all the fighting games, right? Yeah. With the most prize money. So, it's necessary to always put out fresh content, you know, to change the meta of the game, to keep it interesting. And for content creators, you know, like if they don't update the game every half a month or like a year, like I don't even have content to play around with, it will actually get pretty boring as well. So I think it's a very good direction of how things actually are. So for people that didn't like the way now it is, I think it will just move on eventually. But I do believe like the new, more and more content creators are coming out because of this pandemic from competitive, they switch to like half, half, you know, creating more contents and it's a direction that will go pretty far in my opinion, especially not knowing when COVID will end. Yeah. But do you, are you the type who would have gone to like local events? Mm, yes, I actually used to hold like weekly uh, versus weekly. So it's something that I hold offline every week. So I do it for all the games, even Smash. Smash, I just put all the new games and usually Tekken, Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. But then it depends on which game community is available. I just put like five, six fighting games. It was a very big venue that time. Uh, it was provided by Singtel that time. But then COVID strikes and that place became a cluster after like a few months like later. Yeah. And I was hoping like, you know, like when it hits with the CB, right? I was like, okay, so we are on CB. So this is this is over, you know, we are stopping this. Then I was thinking like after, maybe after CB, it would return. I was like, it, it lasted till today. Yeah. So yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it was online until today. Yeah. So that's how it the whole story actually went. I, I'm glad to hear that you do that though because I think a lot of people think that you know getting good at a fighting game is just I'm going to pick up the game Mesh. I'm going yeah I'm going to pressure I'm going to learn combo I'm going to learn this one combo do it perfectly every time and then I'm going to win EVO and buy a boat or something but you know they forget that like you you're not gonna have fun if you until you're part of the community, in some way. Hmm. I think making friends and learning about the game is a great part of. Uh, in fact, not only fighting games, in fact, everything. And a uh, fighting game is really deep in a way. When people get to interact, it they get to enjoy, like how how much it can go deeper into it. So. I'm really happy that people are willing to try fighting games out. So they, it, a lot of really, people really have the perspective like it's just pressing the button harder. Yeah. Or like pressing more buttons, you know. But it's just like the piano. It doesn't work if you randomly press something, you know. Yeah. So I, I also wish to change the perspective of uh, people who doesn't play fighting games. So that's always been my goal. You- so even now with the pandemic, I just do online events every two weeks mm. you know so that the community can still play for Street Fighter 5 like online yeah yeah uh, 
do you get a lot when you when you were allowed to have your weeklies uh did you ever get like anyone new show up to the weeklies and be like hey i want to learn a game actually there's always someone new when i do the weeklies because it was a it was a big venue and i combine all the different games uh mili street fighter and like the newer games that came out that dbz mortal combat and tekken that's how the usual and it's about 100 120 people turning up for the offline event and i think it's a lot although now it would have been a real disaster with covid yeah yeah but during those times i feel like it's really good and i'm really sad that covid has to hit at the exact moment like my offline is doing really good and it have to change to online i felt that the online the people who join is significantly lesser you know yeah. just because it's not interactive and you know it's a it's just a different experience yeah definitely uh i think i've mentioned this on the podcast multiple times already but yeah i used to attend because i was studying in the uk for a year and i used to attend the weeklies there it was in a bowling alley in bristol and it was just it was so much fun there you know like as fun as it is playing online it's more fun when you're actually next to the person yeah when you get interaction you can talk about the game what is happening you also learn faster as well yeah yeah especially if the person's going to be like okay yeah no here cuz i remember it was the launch weekend for grand blue so we had like mm. a, so there was a guy there who had like been playing the game non-stop so he was there teaching everyone new grand blue stuff they always have this kind of person in the it's just like a class with like this different personality of people in the offline scene it's yeah. always interesting to meet these people so he was like teaching me the importance of like the spot dodge cuz you can you can do that that perfect dodge in grand blue and he's like yeah some attacks you can only you can only spot dodge them don't bother trying to I was just like that's really clever i wouldn't have mm. figured this out on my own this would have taken six <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Take six hours on my own to learn. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no. I'm I'm glad there's one there's one other person here who who agrees with me on the on the importance of like the social interaction part because I think a lot of people kind of get obsessed with the winning part, right? Hmm. Especially the better players. So uh, it's it's always um there always be people who just care about the wins, but. I feel like that is not a bad thing because the people who always care about win or is very egoistic about the wins will always bring drama and in a way it produces value because like people like watching drama mm. especially like beef between players you know rivalries it, it always creates something hype for other people to look forward you know so in any way you will always have something good coming out about like just not get too unfriendly about something like you had like a first to 10 because he just don't like the way you know you you play the game or the way you behave so i i do think it's still pretty hype in a way yeah i i agree but then you know there's there's of course there's always the people who like take it too far you know like yes. this it's like wrestling you know there's nothing funnier than watching someone like talk way more game than they actually have and then get their butt kicked. It's great. Yes, everybody like watching that. Yeah. So 
I, I do as well. I like to see the people who talk a lot and then when they lost, it's just it's just kind of funny in a way, you know, in a different way yeah. of enjoying how it is. But then when you have like the serious drama people, like, you know, the ones who, who like take it way too far, you know. Well, COVID has provided a lot more of uh, players like this since it's the online world. But uh, I guess we are pretty used to it since... Uh, We've been on the internet for 20 over years. I yeah. guess we are very used to how the internet works. Do you do you ever you ever get any hate mail from when you play when you play people online? Yeah, actually even up to today I I still get those like it's always on the PSN inbox, you know, the Steam, you know, like even when traveling used to traveling it's rare but then like you definitely still get some And yeah. I don't think I'm very aggressive when it comes to interpersonal relationship and stuff. Like, I'm usually more chill, you know, I feel. So, I think if I get hit mail, everyone should, yeah, more or less, most of the players should get some, yeah. It's just a, something that can't be avoided. So, every single person I've brought to on this podcast to talk about esports related things, I always have to bring up the... Do you read the scrub quotes Twitter? <laughs> um, actually, sometimes I do, but then like not all the time. Like people always tag the scrub quotes, you know, when they actually someone says something, you know. So I end up yeah. with like browse a little while when that happens. It's cathartic, isn't it? Because it's like my whenever I have to explain the appeal of scrub quotes to people, it's always like we've all felt it at one part, but this guy said it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's something that uh, always gamers interrelate themselves in a way, and I think it's like a moment where gamers understand it, and it's just really funny at that point. Yeah, it's like I I understand the feeling, but you shouldn't have said it, and now you're on scrub quotes for everyone to see and laugh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the powerful of the social media right now yeah and uh i like i don't know i, I always recommend like before you jump on before you like you do rank or something to always <laughs> like read a few scrub quotes just to like keep yourself humble <laughs> i think those are yeah those are like new players usually so when they they didn't really realize it and That's the that's why I really enjoy offline play more because I think once people interact with like people they don't they don't talk like this anymore. Yeah, so yeah there's a real person next to you. What you gonna you gonna call him a cheater right when he's right there next to you? <laughs> yes, actually people don't do that offline. Yeah, in the online world, it's just a lot more scarier. Yeah. So I guess it's just the way it is. That's that's my dream, by the way, to receive, uh, to be accused of cheating. Uh, that means they have been doing a good job. Yeah, they exactly. have been playing the game well. Exactly. I want to play well enough that someone says that I'm cheating. Is what yes. I want. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think in general, like the FGC, you know, it's a lot different from other esports. Some people won't even call fighting games an esport. I'm, uh, so, like, one question I need to ask is: you're you're sponsored by Razer, right? You're on Team Razer. Yep. Yep. What does that mean when you're when you're playing a primarily single player game? I think the really good part about single player game is you do get to control your faith 
Like I, I feel like the win losses, uh, is you get to contribute well in a team game. When you win, sometimes you don't win just because you play well because it's still a team game after all. Yeah. You do need, you do need not the strongest teammate, but you need coordination. You need to practice together. You need to be on the same frequency. There's a lot more. It's a different kind of um, atmosphere and enjoyment. I do think team tournaments have a little less stress because there's a lot of company, like when they are practicing together. But in a way, I feel like they are more stressed at the same time. If they have bad teammates, like every day feels pretty much bad because like you are very pressured to perform. But the good thing about single game for me, I felt like it's um you do control like. The excuses doesn't really work for me when you lose, since you are just you're playing a single player game. Yeah, so, you can you can blame your support in the mobile. You can be like, oh why yes. why didn't you heal me going in? But in a in a fighting game, I whiffed the DP and now I'm eating eighty percent. Like yep. whose fault is that? Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> and actually, like uh, saying an opinion will probably get you the scrap codes. Maybe if you. Get too extreme about it, so I guess yeah. uh, that's the beauty part about fighting game. I like I like con- I like having some control over it. But yeah, no, that 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 is legit because I tried playing a MOBA several times. The most recent one was Pokemon Unite, and mm. like just having the excuse of blaming my teammates was like really really bad for me because nothing ever became my fault. Yes, this is very generic of a human to actually. It's, it's very normal, so there's nothing wrong. I mean, if I play a team game, I, I would probably may have done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're playing, like, you know, you're solo queuing. So it's like four strangers you're playing with, right? So it's just like, oh yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's doing because I have no way of checking. <laughs> yes. Especially with strangers. Yeah. As, again, you know, I go, I go 0-30 on on the tower in Guilty Gear and I'm just like yeah no that's no one's fault but mine <laughs> yeah it's a it's a reality check sometimes but uh, it's also cruel at times you know so I guess maybe we can play both I do I do like that people enjoy all kinds of games instead of just uh, I think there are a lot of people who like play one game and they always try to boycott another game I think yeah. that's the worst kind that I didn't like it yeah it's like everyone has the things they enjoy just let, let them yeah in fact they can just play both games at the same time and they they don't have to shit on another game because like they don't like it I guess maybe that's the word that I wish it would, it would be yeah I mean I, I find it's not even between genres sometimes it can even be like within fighting games like i knew a guy who was a tekken player who just would not stop giving me crap for not liking tekken <laughs> yes there, yeah there are actually a lot of especially fighting game it really happened really often like if a street fighter player he he doesn't play tekken he just say tekken is you know easy and tekken player will say street fighter is a scrap game it happened a lot between like just fighting games alone so yeah. now that's why i really like meeting people offline because i like to offer them a perspective that hey you know what you can play both games and enjoy it and make more friends 
together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I need to ask you this question because this is a question I won't be able to ask anyone else who comes on the podcast. What to you is the joy of fighting games? I think at different point in my life, the joy of fighting game is always different. I think when I was young, I was obsessed with winning. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy winning because it was playing in arcade, and I felt like winning allows me to continue playing the game. You know, yeah. so the goal was different. So I also enjoy learning more about the game. But then, like in a way, I I learn it so that I can win more. So it's just a very competitive uh, side of me. But as I grew older, like at a different certain point, I enjoy the hangouts. You know, discussion about the game when I was with the community and friends. You know, like I really enjoy like the supper sessions. You know, talking about the different weird players or the weird play styles as it goes, and going on after achieving, uh, winning a lot of champions. And I have a different kind of joy right now. Is I really love to share, like I enjoy sharing things about the game. I felt like I'm in a different role. In different part of my life, and right now my role, I felt like I just want to bring more people in the fighting game, and I want to share to like the younger generations, you know, how to get better in the game. You know, I don't want them to walk the same path as I do. You know, like to save the time to get even stronger or better. So, the sharing part, when you see them achieving something, I think it was a joy that is very hard to describe, and it's the best for me. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, that that's definitely it. Uh, so I I've only got one friend in my circle who I play Guilty Gear with, and so we will play like I think fifty games, and the final score usually ends up like six forty four. Yeah, that's very normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know like. I have a few friends who are quite competitive, and they say like, "How do you keep doing that? Like, doesn't that doesn't that make you not want to play the game if every every time you play, like, you know, the score is that one sided?" Yeah, yeah, but it's it's it can still be fun. Even yeah, it's, it's win fun. Or lose. Yeah, it's never really about the win and losses. Like, if it's only about the win and losses, then it will be not that fun of a game. Yeah, we. It's like yeah, once you've. I, I like to say like it's once you no longer care about the winning and losing side, you you start to appreciate like the small moments in every fighting game. Like mm. Guilty Gear has that clash mechanic, so two moves hit at the same time, you can both immediately press a button to press something else. And my that is at the high click moment most of the time when that happens. Yeah, yeah, and my friend is frustrated because the I buffer a lot of my inputs. Because mm-hmm. because I play a mix-up character, and so every time we clash, the next my next attack will immediately come out. It'd be like, how long were you buffering that? Why? Yes. <laughs> you freaking ape! Why are you doing? That? <laughs> yeah, that's the best part about you know calling calling names and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it doesn't matter. Like he still won anyways, but the fact that you have these small moments that you can talk about it's always the most fun mm. it's all became memories and stuff and it, yeah, I have so much of this right it's it's just fun <laughs> yeah fun is the word yeah, it's very hard to describe it but yeah it's really 
something really fun. Wait, I, I I get what you mean though. Like, I hope you you get to have your weeklies back because if you can have your weeklies back and I can have my travel back, then I'm showing up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll bring Vanessa. Yeah, oh. yeah, you can. De- yeah, definitely welcome. I mean, whenever you hop over, like I do, really look forward. Um, because now it's become a Discord gaming. You know, most of the time. Yeah. I think Discord has grown a lot during this period, and、uh, everyone is using Discord. You know, and yeah, it's not as bad. But then I do wish that the offline experience would come back. You know, for everyone, like not only me. Hopefully, yeah. Definitely. Can you do you want to talk a bit about your time at Evo? Yes, I think、um, this November I will be traveling for the Evo at the twenty fifth to twenty ninth. Yeah. You no, know, since I qualified for the Evo, the so the、final. win in yeah, so the the grand final be competing with the different regions. So that will be. I'm pretty sure it's confirmed, but then I'm not. I'm not very. Uh, updated with the situation of the COVID when it comes to like overseas travels and stuff. Yeah. You know, I've been recently taking more notice about it, but、uh, very high chance that、uh, I will still be going because it'll be it'll be at Vegas and we'll see how things goes. Yeah. That's、yeah. the that's the plan moving forward. Well, like, how was the Asia portion of that? Do 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 professional players get nervous at all? I think. Professional players don't get as nervous because they always compete, you know, every month or like every twice a month, you know, traveling to compete, you know, because there's a lot of tournaments. So I feel like professional players tend to get used to it.、Um, they will still be nervous, but definitely a lot lesser than players who don't join tournament as much, you know. But then I feel like now it's all became an online environment、um, temporarily for now. So I feel like. This actually increased the difficulty because, like, a lot of players don't feel nervous playing at home with their boxers, you know, or like, you know, just it's a very calm environment for everyone, and there's no social pressure and stuff. Yeah. So it's a very um, it makes everybody try out their dream, I guess. Since they are working from home, a lot of people are trying out. I have friends working and gaming, you know, at the same time. It's actually. Like pretty common right now. Ben, I I get I get what you mean about the whole like newer players will get totally nervous. I had to start wearing gloves when I played because that's how nervous I got. Like my I would get like too sweaty to to hold my stick. Ah, the sweaty palm. Yeah, actually, there's something that happens a lot.、Uh, like for like players who are not used to it, like the sweaty palms and stuff. Yeah, but also like playing at home. I don't know about other players, but because I live, I live with my parents, so、mm-hmm. my number one fear was being interrupted while I was playing. Like you know, I think yeah, this 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 is very typical of an Asian, like because we live with our parents. But I think we get used to it eventually. Yeah, I I told I told them beforehand like, hey yo, when I'm in when I'm in the living room, I'm gonna be like. Listen, I'm already. I already had the audacity to go join Evo despite sucking at Guilty Gear, but、uh, I'm. I need like 100% focus. <laughs> yes. Uh. For for me myself, like whenever like if I have a big tournament online, especially this one two year, like my parents will actually go go down to eat during those period, 
like that is uh, they usually plan their schedule around mine so that is uh, it's very rare like this year there's only like twice just for intel and evo for, for the rest of the tournament they are just in the living room with me you know watching me play and yeah that's how it is am i allowed to ask you about netcode yes yeah we're not we're not gonna get in trouble if we if we talk about netcode yeah because i'm not gonna say anything negative okay so the delay works comma yes. actually <laughs> yeah i guess um it's not too good to speak too negative of stuff but i have to speak the truth but then in a more positive way i guess i'm quite used to saying that since most fighting game actually doesn't have good netcode since the beginning yeah at least that's from my experience yep, so yep. you can just ask what you want ask uh, it's pretty much it like what's what are your thoughts on the netcode debacle <laughs> I think that uh, a lot of people actually said Street Fighter V has very bad netcode like the CFN and stuff mm-hmm. but I actually think it's not really that true because like over the years of playing game like fighting games for like 10 over years actually every fighting game that I play has really bad netcode like it just doesn't really work like mm-hmm. like Marvel when I play Marvel King of Fighters you know none of the Street Fighter 4 like it just doesn't it's never good online like it's just never a good game even GBBS it wasn't good online as well yeah so I, f- I feel that people tend to compare to like privileged games like you know oh why is Street Fighter Neko not like Dora or like other or maybe what is the good like Guilty Gear like this is like the first time like Guilty Gear actually has good Neko yep because in the past every literation it doesn't really have like good net codes so is people trying to pick out something out of nothing so i feel that the net code isn't really that big of a issue it's just that people are so entitled to like good connection nowadays they feel like a 3 frame delay is not acceptable online when we are playing from like different countries yeah 3 3 frames is about normal yeah Yeah, but people are just over people want it to be the same as offline, but I think people are just over exaggerating it. So it it isn't really the net code. I know there are games where like it's really like the net code spot, but I think for Street Fighter 5 it's really not as bad. Uh as uh for for the listeners, I'd like an example. I'd like to give you guys an example of a Exert net code versus Strive net code. So my friend lives across the street from me. Literally just a five-minute walk down the road. We were having terrible delay on Exert to the point that we stopped playing. Like we stopped using Exerts online, and we were using Parsec to play to play yeah. lo- locally instead. Yeah, Parsec is also a pretty good option to have. Yeah, and then uh, compared to Strive, where I'm literally playing against people in Japan and being like. Oh hey, look. Like two frame delay, maybe three. Yeah. That's, That's the one of the biggest motivator why people actually play Strife in my opinion. Like people just want to play with Japanese or like longer more options of variety of player and not get restricted by the netcode. Uh I remember uh I went online on Exert once 
and played a dude from South Korea, and it was the greatest slideshow I'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you you wanna try instant blocking when <laughs> when everything yeah, moves that slow? <laughs> some things is just not too possible. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the netcode thing. I'm just I'm just to ask like. How does like Team Razor like support you essentially? I think Team Razor has shown me a lot of support, especially during this time of pandemic. You know, like it's not only they have shown me support through just like sending me items and stuff. I feel like during these times, you know, a lot of players has uh, a lot of sponsors have dropped their players. You know, because of the COVID, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then. I I still feel really glad that uh, they are still supporting, even giving me more support during this time, for you know my streaming, you know like they are always uh, asking about what stuff I need, sending me stuff, you know, and in times like this is where you really see what a real sponsor is, <laughs> like so it's very I feel really appreciated, you know, uh, like when I see social media when I saw a lot of the uh, people is getting. Especially FGC is not something as big as you know dollar and stuff. Yeah. You know, so I felt I feel very appreciated that uh, things are still I'm still getting so much support. You know, especially knowing it's, it's a Singapore company, I felt even more. It's it just feels great. Yeah, that's that's good to know, and I think that about wraps it up wraps it up for us here, like for for the episode. Thank you so mm-hmm. much everyone for listening thank you to Shen for coming on and entertaining my stupid questions about about the fighting nah, no worries no questions are ever stupid no no like, I, I, mean, like I still it's pretty fun it's a nice conversation uh, I, I got one that, that I'm sure will will break that rule and be stupid can I set up can I go to your weeklies and set up melty blood in the bathroom uh, <laughs> COVID <laughs> maybe not <laughs> No, after COVID, this is a fantasy for after COVID. I mean, I'm pretty open to anything. We will definitely uh, talk about that after COVID. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Shen, for coming on the podcast. Okay, thank. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to uh, to rate us, uh, whatever. Leave your comments on the podcast. This has been Wanamiro from the Brave Room. Take care, guys. <laughs>